Tānadi is the festival of contemporary Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander art. Visit the exhibition at the Art Gallery of South Australia until the 21st of January, 2024. Okay, what a wonderful full house. Hi everyone. Welcome to Tānandi. Welcome to the Art Gallery of South Australia. My name is Lisa Slade and I'm the Assistant Director here at AGSA. And this morning for about 20 to 30 minutes, I'm going to be in conversation with Vincent Namajira, OAM. Nyadlu Tampandi, Nyadlu Gana Mena Yatanga Yuandi, Agsagana Mena Yatanga Yuandi. The Art Gallery of South Australia stands on Ghana land, and it's so important to acknowledge that we are here on Ghana Yada. Thank you so much for joining us. This is an exceedingly full house, which is absolutely wonderful. If I could just reiterate for you to be mindful of the works of art that are around you. Uh, the works of art in this exhibition have come from across the country. I'm gonna give you, before we start to talk together, I'm just gonna give you a bit of a, an overview of what you are experiencing. And first of all, I'd love a hands-up indication if this is your first Tanandi. Tanandi's been happening here in Adelaide since 2015. So put your hand up if this is your first Tanandi. Beautiful. And all the kids, great. I love to do, my team know this about me already, but we, we can't afford research here at the Art Gallery of South Australia. So I use these kind of pop, pop polls as a way of doing a bit of quick research. So I've got plenty of the team planted in the room and I just did a quick conversion and 39% of the audience haven't been to Tarnandi before. Hands up if you have managed to make your way to the art fair already. Well that's pretty good. That's about 55%. And, and for those of you in the audience wondering what I'm talking about, don't die wondering would be my answer. Pop on a tram or a bus or whatever, walk to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre and you'll have an opportunity to acquire work directly from artists and art centres, about 50 of them from across the country. And the extraordinary art centre that Vincent Namajira works with, Awansha Arts, have their work there at the art fair as part of the APY Art Centre Collective booth. So you can acquire some work from Iwancha. I'll let you know now that you won't find a Vincent Namajira there. <laughs> but you know what? You might discover the next Vincent Namajira at the Tarnandi Art Fair. The Tarnandi Art Fair runs through until 5pm today and it runs through tomorrow as well. It has to, doors close 5pm tomorrow afternoon and it is an incredible way of directly supporting artists. Because of the support that we receive here at the Art Gallery of South Australia from BHP, we are able to bring artists and their work to Adelaide. There is no cost for them to have a booth at the art fair and the work is sold directly to you. So there are a number of confluences, things that have come together, which is just so exciting for us here at AXA. And one of them is the launch of some incredible publications. There is a book that has just been launched about Iwansha Arts, and it's available in our store downstairs. 
it tells the story of the art centre, which is also spoken through a very beautiful display that's been curated by my colleague, associate curator, Gloria Streslecki, and that's over in the other gallery, near the spinning tree. So if you're interested to see what early work from a wancher looks like, I would love you to go over and have a look, because in these two exhibitions or spaces, you get this extraordinary narrative about this wellspring of First Nations art in the desert. Now, Iwancha Arts is in, in the community of Indolkna, which is at the eastern end, the Yankanjara end, of the Anangupitanjara Yankanjara lands. And in that exhibition, you'll see some of the first and early works that were made. Now, as well as our Tanandi publication, which of course is available in the store, we also have an on-demand over there. Look at Gloria doing her job so beautifully. Gloria Streslecki is holding up a copy of the hot off the press monograph publication by Thames and Hudson. Do you think it's safe, Gloria? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, sure thing. Just make sure it gets back to Gloria. The publication is available downstairs and I've just had a, a chat with Vincent and he very generously has said that he will sign copies. But he won't sign all day and he won't sign, you know, he won't sign tomorrow. So I would really use this as an opportunity. After this talk, we will have another talk in this space focusing on the work of Timo Hogan. And Timo Hogan's work is just in the next gallery, the gallery you travelled through. So hang around for that. Vincent will be around in the Tarnandi, what, what I call the Tarnandi tent still, strangely enough, under the marquee. And he'll be there to sign copies if you'd like a signed copy. Okay. So... You are sitting in the first survey exhibition of the work of Vincent Namajira. Can you join me in congratulating him? I'm now, I'm now going to sit down so we can have a chat. I hope you can all hear and see sufficiently. We are recording this conversation, so you can listen to it afterwards. Um, so let's kick off, Vincent. Tell us a little bit about this exhibition because you have been in the driving seat, which is a funny thing to say because I'm looking over there at your great-grandfather's green Ampole truck and it, you've made it into your own over there and I feel like that is Vincent driving this show. Tell us about this exhibition. Well, this exhibition came about me. I wanted to make, like, bring my neck of the wood to the big smoke and, and share my work here in this amazing city uh, with all your wonderful people. Um, just share my work and bring my country out here and stand strong for who I am. Beautiful. And you also, you've brought this work to Adelaide and you're here in Adelaide in the big smoke. I love the fact that Adelaide gets referred to as a big smoke. I think Adelaide would be very proud of that, don't you think? But you know what you do? You take us to Indolkna. We, in this exhibition, we get to travel to Indolkna and it's the Indolkna Ridge that you see over here. But we also get to go to Rujibma. We get to travel to Mount Sonda 
and it's Rujib Mar that, sorry sir, I'm pointing at you rather rudely, um, it's Mount, Rujib Mar and Mount Sonda that you see over here. Can you tell us about, Indogna, tell us about the place and your, the way you work in Indogna. Well, in Dogana, we have a population of about 800 people staying at Indogana community, and there's an art center of 30 artists in the art center. We have two sections of uh, the male side, we have the female side, and we all work together as a happy family in the art center. And we always respect our elders, past and present. Yeah. And the art centre is so important. If you haven't had a chance to visit a remote community or an art centre, just let me give you a sense that it really is the beating heart of a community that art centres developed in Indolkna at the same time that the Land Rights Act took place. So 1981, we see the same senior artists fighting for the return of land at the same time absolutely advocating for the creation of art centres. So anyone in this room who thinks that art is kind of, you know, separate from politics or separate from discussions around advocacy and agency, then look really closely at the histories of art centres and you'll see they are entwined. Such important places culturally. Now, what's interesting for you is that you're on the APY lands, but of course you are Western Aranda. So tell us a little bit about you living on the lands, being Western Aranda? Well, I'm originally, I was born in Alice Springs in 1983, and I, I, I'm family with uh, Albert Namajiris. He comes from Hemmingsburg. That's why I call myself an Aranda Andaria artist, which means Western Aranda language group and also Mokotrinja, Katilja, Rapancha, Paralucha, Inkamalas, a lot of my families and countrymen, and I'm just proud to be here speaking in front of all of you for their sake also. And that's beautiful, I love that, just that incantation, Paralucha, Inkamala, Namachira, uh, Evaturinya, all those names, all your family, and all those family members have work over there in Gallery 6 near the spinning tree, but there's also some work in through here by your great-grandfather. From the beginning, you said to us, we've been working on this show for a couple of years, by the way, and from the beginning, you said to us, I want to make sure my great-grandfather's work is in the exhibition too. Tell people about that. Um, the reason why I wanted to include my grandfather, great-grandfather in this exhibition is because of his uh, tribute to me. He's a role model and he was a well-known teacher for watercolour to all artists in Australia and also teaching his best mate Rex Batterby mm -hmm. and trading with him. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And we've had great, Gloria and I and Nikki have had a great time working with Vincent and the team at Awansha to make this little chapel space. One of our install team said, where does this go? Does this go in the chapel? And I thought that's so appropriate. And there are some lead light or stained glass windows there that are not revealed very often. They've been here since 1996, behind walls predominantly. But Vincent decided that you really wanted them to be part of the story 
because they're part of this story about the impact of Christianity in particular and the mission in a way. They link to that mission story. Tell people about how we went to Canberra and what we looked at with your great-grandfather's work. When we went to Canberra, we had a look at his artifacts, the two boomerangs that he did, and we had a look at the works under stairs. They took me to a place under stairs, and I had a look at all the works. But Albert Namajo's works are more than 2,000 out of all his life and his career. There's more than 2,000 works that he ever did. And it was a, I was pretty special and spoiled to go and see it all down at, in Canberra, yeah. And we decided to do something a little bit different here. Rather than including the kind of watercolours that you would know from this collection, and just a reminder that the Art Gallery of South Australia was the first art institution in the country to acquire the work of your great-grandfather in 1939, we decided to borrow some extraordinary objects because Vincent was really interested in the objects that Albert made early on. So we've included those early objects that, and they've come and I'd like to just do a shout out to Flinders University. They've come from the Flinders University Museum of Art Collection and you'll see these incredible objects which include some coat hangers, boomerang, mulga plaque. What's so important for those, for, the, for, the, for this show I think is that they introduce us to Albert Namajira as an artist who was wielding power and wielding materials before he met Rex Batterby. Rex Batterby and Albert had a great exchange and relationship that started in 1936, and it was really uh, a, a confluence of talent with Albert being introduced to watercolours, but Albert had been working for all of that decade prior to that period, and that space evidences that very thing. There's a really beautiful body of work in there that it's called Albert's Story and it's from the Queensland Art Gallery collection and I just think that must have been so emotional painting that series. It's a long time ago, that series. It's one of the earliest works. We trace 10 years of Vincent's work. It feels like more, right? But this is just a 10-year arc. Can you imagine what lies ahead? I want to talk, I want to leap into, I want to leap back to the Indulkna Ridge. I want to go back to country with you. And I want to talk about, I think it might be your favourite painting, Displaced. Yes, Displaced is my favourite painting. Uh, the reason why I painted this painting with me holding the Aboriginal flag, uh, flag is because I'm a proud Aboriginal living in Australia and strong for my people and family and for the future generation. Uh, I see myself as a royalty Hear, <laughs> 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 hear. And the reason why I painted Captain Cook is because of my school uh, excursion when I was going to school in Perth, and I had seen, uh, uh, I have seen the replica in Deva, in Fremantle, in Perth, and at that time the teacher told the class, Herbert draws this boat. This, this, yeah, Endeavour wins a prize. And that was, that was your first prize. That was the first time I did a sketch of anything in my life. And I won the prize. <laughs> and the reason why I put them here on this painting here with the Queen on the horse and Captain Cook with a hand out, it's like 
wait, stop, and cease. We have put the flag up, this is our land. Where me, I stand strong and proud with the land and reverse the situation. This is Aboriginal country and will always be Aboriginal country. Yes. Now the National Gallery of Australia are fortunate enough to own that work and they own the series behind Vincent and I and this whole show will be travelling to Canberra next year from March until late July it'll be on view at the National Gallery of Australia so if you've got friends or family or if you want to travel take a road trip then do. The works, just as an aside because I think it's interesting, the works that Vincent viewed and selected in Canberra will be in the Canberra show. So it'll have a slightly different feel with the historic work. You've just talked about Cook and this idea that Cook entered your story. And that's a kind of metaphor for Cook entering this country. For you, it's, he has played, continued to play this role. And I, I want to draw attention to also prize winning the prize-winning sculpture here, the two-sided sculpture or two-sided painting, it's two things, well, it's more than two things at once. Your capacity to bring these stories together, I just think is legendary and uh, unequalled, unrivaled. This work is called Close Contact. Tell us about that. The work Close Contact came about when I decided to do a reversal portrait of me and Captain Cook one side and I and the other, and reversed us the, the, the way it was back then. And part of the referencing, and of course you'll see this in the publication, comes from an, an Emmanuel Phillips Fox painting, which was painted as like a national picture for Federation. And it was a painting that was kind of eulogising invasion, and Cook was depicted in that painting. It's a painting that's been quoted by a lot of other artists, Daniel Boyd being one, Ben Quilty being one. It was even used by a guy called Percy Tromph in the 1940s as part of a Visit Australia campaign, can you believe it? In this instance, you have taken that gesture and you're giving this thumbs up and I'm, you'll all have to come and see from where we can see because we can see Cook with the same stance, that same kind of frightening claim in many ways um, if facing us here. So it's this idea of this, I remember you saying something about we're shoulder to shoulder, that the two shoulders, that the shoulder of Cook and, the, and the, your shoulder are connected. Kind of in this together as, as difficult as it is, right? Yes. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about heroes and legends. When you won the Archibald Prize, it was the first time in the 99-year history of the prize that a First Nations artist had won the prize. And it was with, yeah, that deserves a clap. Thank you. And you painted, of course, some of your heroes in that work. For you, Aboriginal leaders are, you make them visible. Talk about that. Well, I like to make, to be honest, today while I'm doing my career and my practice and all my paintings and I just want to make Australia on one level. Yeah, On absolutely. one level. 
So I decided to paint Adam Goods. Uh, <laughs> uh, the reason why I painted Adam Goods because of my childhood experience in the city, growing up in Australia. I was taken to foster care and placed into the city, uh, stripped away from cu uh, language, culture, and family, and all my tradition. And I spent about 12, uh, 18 years in Perth and turned 18, and I went back to a family and re uh, reascended with a family and reconnected with family from that time. And that during that time, there was a lot of criticism, a lot of racism, and a lot of hard hardship with being who I am as a black man, a black boy going to school, just to do year 12 in Perth City. And when I was doing that, because I was taken to Perth because of my losing of my mother, age six, yeah. And they placed me in foster care in Perth. And from there, I decided to paint Adam Goods for the Archibald Prize because of the same experience that I had gone through. And it was a good thing shaking his hands when I was called the winner of the Archibald Prize. Absolutely. Yes. Brilliant. You, you allow us or invite us to time travel with you and one of the really poignant bodies of work are the unknown soldiers that are down in gallery, what we call gallery 11 down the end there. There are a suite of paintings of men painted directly onto camouflage and in bringing the show together we all kind of realised that no one's ever seen this much work by Vincent Namajira in the one place, not even Vincent Namajira. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just such a joy to see all of these works from across this period coming together. And that series in particular, Vincent, I remembered that I think it's only been seen once before. Tell us a little bit about those soldiers. The series, the series of the soldiers on the wall with the material of the surplus, that the material they use for the tents, they use for the uniforms, is painted directly on that material. And the reason why I painted these soldiers is because I like to call this titled The Forgotten Soldiers. They fought with this country, they, was, they just went over, stood brave men for this country, and came back and were just wasn't really recognized as soldiers for this country who fought with this country and that was, to me, they are my heroes. Yep. Yeah. And I think, thank you. <laughs> and there's a, there's a really kind of haunting parallel, I think, between the way that Aboriginal men and women who went into service were kind of given a, a level of citizenry, a level of respect and citizenship that they were then stripped of because of course they returned and were not citizens and that makes me think again about your great-grandfather who was given a kind of exception clause in the bizarre racist story of this country and that kind of is writ large in the work because you are 
constantly bringing to the table the citizenship of Aboriginal people, the citizenry, the denizen kind of power, I think, of Aboriginal people. And I can't say that without looking over my shoulder because I, I, I'm sitting here with Koiki Mabo. I'm sitting here with Vincent Lingari. What about these people behind us? Tell us about them. This work is called Australia in Colour and it actually gives its name to the exhibition and it was in some ways a response to Australia in black and white which is in the NGV collection over here. So Australia in colour behind us. Tell us about this mob. Well, this one here was done about me growing up in the world uh, just learning about Australia and just researching people and about Australia, uh, looking on TV, a lot of TV, see a lot of people, yeah, bring it all together. And with this work, Australia in Colour, this is about liberalisation also, yeah. this work that you see behind me. And the works over there in the black and white, they are done by ink on paper. I think there's a real excitement that people are also seeing not only your paintings that you've become so well known for, but the other kind of art that you can make, and they're the works on paper, as you just said, but also the absolutely hilarious Royal Tour that's part of the Museum of Contemporary Arts collection. You can buy yourself a copy of that. It's down in the shop as well. But that the Royal Tour that's just over in this corner is just... It, it is so fabulously... There's an urgency in its satire and wit, and it... You are such a chronicler with such a comedic heart that it runs through this exhibition like a, like a tonic, like a salve, I think. There's a work at the southern end, and I don't know if you've had a chance to see the whole show yet, but it's a projection. And it's a revisiting a lot of fun we had last year where we said, hey, Vincent Amajira, do you want to make the Art Gallery of South Australia's building into a work of art? And you said, yeah, sure. And so we worked with Illuminate and with a team called Electric Canvas and Vincent created this projection. And we had this real dilemma. Remember when we were talking about what was going to be in the show? We were like, we really want Going Out Bush to be in the show, but it's going to be weird. We can't put it back on the front of the building and we can't... So we thought, let's bring the building into the building. So we've created a mock art gallery and we've projected Going Out Bush. It strikes me that going out bush is a little bit like these works here, which I think visitors will also be super excited to see. Uh, the works that you see in this cabinet here are the works done by me and another artist by the name of Tony Albert. Collaboration work, me and Tony Albert and all other artists that I work with, I like to call brothers and sisters and from another mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. brilliant. Yes. And right on cue, it's probably worth mentioning BQ. So let's mention Ben Quilty because there's a collaboration with Ben. Can you just talk a little bit about your time with him? Uh, with Ben, he's an awesome bloke. He's a, he's a good teacher. He taught me to use oil paint. And it was the first time I felt a bit nervous. And then I thought it was just a typical voice mist. That's, yeah, that kind of thing. So I did it. And I, for the first time, trying that uh, oil painting, and to see it here today on the wall is pretty amazing. But you know what? You've taught him a thing or two as well. Yeah. And I know that you guys had a special trip. 
which is depicted in there. Tell us about that. It's a yeah, special trip, the one that we we'll see here behind with the King Charles. You see Mount Sonda. We went out to Mount Sonda, and as we was at Mount Sonda camping, he decided to take a dip into the waterhole, the lake, and I, he seen me walk away. <laughs> I was walking off, and he, he was th probably thinking to himself, why is he walking off? And all of a sudden, around about afternoon, there was about 20 lightning strikes in the sky, and a big wind blowing over the country. And I said, and Ben just looked at me and said, did I do this? <laughs> and I said, yeah, you should, yeah, before you go into that water, you should smoke yourself and welcome yourself, and then swim, yeah. And he said, Vincent, you should have told me after. No, you should have told me before I went. Yeah, but you walked off. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's actually a really beautiful note to listen, to, to end on, because I think it's just underscored the importance of deep listening, particularly for non-Aboriginal Australians, to really lean in and to listen, to ask permission, yes. and to, to be respectful at all times. Yes. Have you got any final words? Uh, the final words, I'd just like to say that I thank you all for coming here and also this is not the end. Mm. It's definitely not the end. That's the beginning. That's the beginning. Amazing. You're amazing. Tanity is presented by the Art Gallery of South Australia with principal partner BHP and support from the Government of South Australia. The exhibition is on until the 21st of January 2024. Learn more online at agsa.sa.gov.au.